0: Our scripture passage today is Isaiah chapter 60, verses 1 through 7. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you, and nations shall come to your light. And kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult, because the abundance of the sea shall be turned to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephah. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall bring good news. The praises of the Lord. All the flocks of Kidar shall be gathered to you. The rams of Nebaioth shall minister to you. They shall come up with acceptance on my altar and I will beautify my beautiful house. Amen. Some of you will recall it was back in August of 2010, 33 Miners were trapped in a mine in Chile. It made uh, national and international headlines. And it took about 15 days for them to find out if any of them were alive, actually, after the collapse. And then it took another, maybe more than two weeks, for them to actually be extricated from the, from the mine. And one of the, or, one of the survivors spoke of the rescue uh, and evidently, it wasn't a lot of fun. However, they got them out of the out of that mind. And he said on the way out, it was terrible, terrible. I screamed. I just wanted to get out to see the light. He just wanted to be out of that darkness and into the wonderful light. And we've been looking at this Christmas season. Our Christmas sermon series has been entitled After the Darkness Light. And we're going to look today at this great reversal that is happening and is going to happen uh, where the darkness is done away with and the light has come. And so the beginning of this passage, verse one, arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you after the darkness, light. And in verse four, it says, lift up your eyes arise shine lift up your eyes what happens when you're depressed when people are depressed what do they do they look down they look at their feet they hunch their shoulders and the passage says arise shine the light has come lift up your eyes why because there's good news the light has come in the, purpose, in the person of Jesus Christ. Your light has come. We've already read in Isaiah 9, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And all the wonderful things that this child will do, he will be almighty God. And we learned last week that his name was Jesus. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, truly God and truly man in the person of Jesus Christ to do what nobody else could do to save us from our sins and to bring light into this world. He was called the light of the world by the Apostle John. And if you've been following us over the last um, several weeks And you're here with us. And even if you've been hearing us online and you say, um, "Ah, I don't know, pastor, Um, if you're saying that because it's sort of ho-hum, you know, the message is ho-hum. Well, you just not you're not hearing. You're not listening because it's not ho-hum. Okay. now, if you're if you're having a problem because you're saying this just seems too good to be true then you're on to something. In other words, this this is amazing. The creator of the universe taking on a body and a soul and not giving up his deity to come here to solve the problem we created in the darkness of the earth. That seems too good to be true. Well, you're almost there, right? It does seem too good to be true, but it's not. That is the light that has come. And so we read of this darkness in verse two. Behold, darkness shall cover the earth and thick darkness the peoples. We learn here about this darkness that it's universal. It's all over the earth. You might think of some of you know the Sherwin-Williams logo and motto, the paint company, We Cover the Earth. Some of you can kind of picture that in your minds, you know. This thick darkness covers the entire earth. And it's not just geographically. We see in the text that it's all people's experience, this darkness. Every tribe, every tongue, every language, every people. And this thick darkness is sin. It's my sin. It's your sin. It's the sin that is committed against us. It is the injustice in this world. It's the deprivation. It might be physical deprivation. It might be emotional and, and social deprivation. It might be loneliness. It could be illness, disunity, discord. That's just some of the ways that the Bible speaks of this darkness that is covering the earth. But verse 2, But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. There's encouragement there. What does that encouragement look like? There are several ways that we see this encouragement, that the light is rising upon us. When the Lord arises, the light will come. This great reversal will come. And the first way that we see is we will reflect the glory of the Lord in this light. Isaiah 63, And the nations shall come to your light, and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Hmm. Right? We learn your light has come. Who is that light? Jesus Christ. And since He's come, we as believers in Jesus Christ have the Spirit of God in us. We reflect the glory of the Lord. This is a little preview of next week's sermon. We reflect like the moon reflects the sun. The moon has no ability in and of itself to uh, to, to light anything, but we reflect. We reflect the glory and the wonder of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is at work in us. He's, yes, saving us from our sins. We did nothing to earn it. We did nothing to deserve it. We simply trust in what Jesus has done. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes him shall have everlasting life. We we receive eternal life as a gift. We receive relationship with God as a gift. We need That we don't have that relationship, but we receive it as a gift when we simply trust in what Jesus, the light of the world, has done. And we receive forgiveness, but he also begins working in us to change us. Even now, remember Jesus' words in the the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Now, we as the people of God may have a long way to go in terms of manifesting that light. But the good news is that he is working in us and that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Christ Jesus. We look forward to his second advent when we will be transformed to be like him in completeness. And at that point, we will not sin and we'll perfectly manifest the fruit of the Spirit love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, self control. God's at work. You are shining. And that will be a magnet to the nations. And this is a sign that God is transforming the earth. Because because what what is kind of the reaction of people in this dark world to the shining light? John chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. The true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own people did not receive him. And then chapter three, verse 19. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. And for everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light. So it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. Right. So the light, the personification of light came into this world And how did they respond? They killed them. Right? That's not the natural way that people respond to the light. Something is happening. happening. Something has been transformed. A great reversal has taken place. Instead, the nations stream to the light. And they stream to the light found in you. Those that are reflecting the glory of God. Isaiah chapter 60 verse 4. Lift up your eyes all around and see they all gather together they come to you your sons come from afar and your daughters shall be carried on your hip now we find this reality here an encouragement for those of you who have children and uh, perhaps uh, perhaps they're a little bit wayward in the faith right Um, This is encouragement. I believe that's part of what's going on here when it says your sons will come from afar and your daughters shall be carried on the hip. Now, if you're a student of the Bible, you know that there are prophecies that were fulfilled at the time of exile when people came back from Babylon. Right. And so um, there's partial fulfillment in that. But that's not. Uh, what's going on here in total? We see in verse 9, the ships of Tarshish will bring your children from afar. So I know all of you know your geography, but Tarshish is the other direction from Babylon and even Assyria, right? So you've got this image of not only nations coming, but the, but the people of God, the children, the children of believers coming and now uh, receiving and being drawn to the light Lift up your eyes, verse 4. See them coming to you. So we'll experience light internally, right, by becoming more Christ like. But more to the point in verse 4 is there's going to be joy. We'll experience joy. Verse 5 Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult. How about that? Would you like a little of that? It's part of the light that you would exalt and be jubilant. The late Christian songwriter Mark Hurd wrote in a song, The days they rattle past me like a tunnel round a train. Landscapes and heartaches, I don't know what I feel. All I know is my condition is much worse than I can tell. The small talk and the slow burn, I just want to be healed. I just want to get well. I just want to be warm. I just want to be warm. Can you relate? You like a little warmth, like a little jubilation, like a little exaltation? Well, the light has come. The light has come and the light is coming in completeness one day. This grand reversal that's going to take place. You shall shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and exult. And so there are reasons to be thrilled here in heart. Um, There are reasons to lift up your eyes. And, uh, you know, again, part of that is seeing uh, seeing sons and daughters come back, come back to the faith. I mean, it's one thing I kind of joked. I said some of you exiles have come back, right? Come back from college or come back from New York or wherever you're living. And so this is the time of year. And parents love it, right? They love to have their kids and their grandkids. Uh, That's part of it. How much more? exciting is it when uh, parents see their children and grandchildren embracing the Lord Jesus Christ, believing in the light of the world? And there will be a reversal, a great reversal from disrespect to respect that the children of Israel at this time, the time of the prophet Isaiah experienced uh, much and were to experience much disrespect uh, to put it in uh, to put it lightly. And so the people of God will experience that and have experienced that, but there will be a great reversal. Uh, Verse 14 uh, that we did not read says this The sons of those who afflicted you shall come bending low to you. All uh, All who despised you shall bow down at your feet. Okay, there's going to be a reversal from disrespect to respect. There's a, a group that works with uh, believers in China, encouraging believers in China, uh, and they got, uh, got correspondence from them just this past week. And it says this, ever since 2018, persecution has been increasing in China. Churches have been raided, resources confiscated, and believers arrested. Yet the primary prayer of these Chinese Christians has not been that persecution would cease Rather, they have consistently viewed their suffering as an opportunity to draw nearer to Christ and have asked for the strength to love even those who are persecuting them. This is an amazing testimony for those of us who have never experienced this kind of persecution. Let us learn from the witness of our Chinese brothers and sisters and let us join in praying for them in the midst of their hardship. And then there are others who have given up their faith, Over the centuries, over the millennium, for uh, Jesus Christ. And we see this recorded in the book of Revelation, as you have uh, the martyrs who are there in heaven. When the this is Revelation chapter 6, verse 9, when he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge the blood of those who dwell on earth. Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete, who were to be killed as they themselves had been. So in this dark world, there is dishonor. There's even martyrdom uh, for people who respond In opposition to Christ and to his people. But there will be a great reversal. There will be uh, there will be a reversal of paying tribute that the Israelite nation had to do regularly from tribute. They will receive tribute instead of paying tribute. The the bounty of the nations, the respect of the nations, the adulation of the nations will come uh, to the sons of God. And it will come by ship, verse 5. It will come by camel, verse 6. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephah and all those from Sheba shall come. Now, remember, congregation, when we looked at the book of Judges, there was this one poignant image of the Midianites coming with their camels to Israel and covering the land like locusts. And they pillaged the land and they took from the land. And this is this great reversal where these Midianites are going to come. And instead of taking, they're going to have their camels loaded with goods, loaded with tribute coming into the land. They shall bring gold and frankincense. Where have we heard that? Uh, This time of year, we see that there is a partial fulfillment of this prophecy uh, when the, the wise men brought gold and frankincense and laid it at the feet of Jesus Christ. These are descriptions of an eternal reality, right? This isn't just sort of a golden age in Israel where it's going to look really good for this period of time. And then after that period of time, you know, it's going to go back to being not so good. Uh, No, this is this is a prophecy about what things are going to end up. As this great reversal where the darkness will be gone and the light will be here forever. And many times we, we tend to think of our final state as being in heaven. But the Bible really seems to present heaven as an intermediate state, that the souls of believers go on to be with God in heaven. But one day there will be a new heavens and a new earth. And we will live in this new earth. This is this description of what's going on here. And we see the the same sort of language and this prophecy from Isaiah 60 and, frankly, other places in Isaiah in the last couple of chapters of the Bible. Revelation, where everything culminates, where history culminates. And so Revelation chapter 21, verse 1 and following says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I'm making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, to the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. And then a little farther down, Revelation twenty-one, twenty-two and i saw no temple in the city for the temple is the lord the god almighty and the lamb and the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it for the glory of god gives it light and its lamp is the lamb by its light the nations will walk and the kings of the earth will bring their glory into it sound familiar and its gates will never be shut by day and there will be no night there they will bring it into the glory and the on- they will bring into it the glory and the honor Of the nations. So, this is all symbolic. We go from this deep darkness that covers the earth to this light. The light has come, and there will be joy. There will be joy at the appearance of this light, the great reversal that's going to take place. Now, understand this the joy is not simply about the good stuff that we receive, okay? That's not what's going on here. Because what is the who is the recipient of all of this adulation and all of these goods? Verse six and seven and shall bring good news. The praises of the Lord, all the flocks of Kadar shall be gathered to you. The rams of Nebaoth shall minister to you and they shall come up with acceptance on my altar and I will beautify my beautiful house. And it's this image of the nation's coming. And they're not simply coming as outsiders. They are now coming as accepted. Their sacrifices are accepted. They are accepted as people who are coming to bring tribute, to beautify the house, beautify the beautiful house. We find in the book of Revelation that there is no literal physical temple, but the people are coming in offering acceptable sacrifices through faith in Jesus Christ, the one true Sacrifice, the great reversal. And so, my question for you is will you experience the light? Because not all are going to come. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 11 and 12. We didn't read those verses a little further down in our passage. Your your gates shall be open continually, day and night, they shall not be shut. The people may that people may bring to you the wealth of the nations with their kings led in procession for the nation and kingdom that will not serve you shall perish. Those nations shall be utterly laid waste. And So come, come and experience the joy, come and experience the light by believing in the one who is light, Jesus Christ. For unto you, a child is born. Has that child been born to you? Would you receive him by faith, simply admitting your need, admitting that you are in darkness, that you need the forgiveness of sins that Jesus offered when he paid the penalty of your sin on the cross, that you need what Jesus has to offer in this great reversal, that your life is not all right, that you need him? Uh, Keith Green, again, the late songwriter, a song entitled, I Only Want to See You There is also called Song for My Parents. Uh, The words are very simple, but he says this, I need to say these things to you because I love you so, and I'm sorry you get angry when I say that you just don't know, but there's a heaven waiting for you and me. I know it seems every time we walk, I'm only trying to just make you see, and it's only that I care, I really only want to just see you there. So please try and overlook my human side, I know I'm such a bad example, and you know I'm so full of pride. But Jesus isn't like that. He's perfect all the way. I guess that's why we need him, because by ourselves, there's just no way. And it's only that I care. I really, really only just want to see you there. Right? We just want to see you there. So if you say, it's too good to be true, it seems like it's too good to be true. It's so great. And yet it's true. And we're supposed to to experience it now. It's so close we can taste it. You know, uh, that most of chapter 60 was this will happen, this will happen, this will happen. But the very first line is arise, shine, your light has come. It would be hundreds of years before the birth of Jesus Christ. And yet the prophet Isaiah is saying it's so close you can taste it. And we wait for the second advent of Jesus Christ, but it's so close, we can taste it. And so today, we still deal with darkness, and yet we can experience the joy of knowing the light, the light of the world. It doesn't make all our problems go away, but we know what it is to receive the light. Maybe some of you saw this uh, viral video, it was of a guy playing the piano in his wrecked home that got hit by the uh, the tornadoes in Kentucky and um, his sister was in the house and heard him playing and started to film it unbeknownst to him and so here he was you know playing on this piano the roof's completely gone and so uh, this video went all over and all the news uh, uh, sources picked up on it ABC, NBC, um, overseas you know Wall Street Journal, New York Times And uh, the song that was recorded playing was the Gaither song, Uh, Jesus, There's Something About That Name. And so uh, the Wall Street Journal talked to the man. He was, um, I think, 34-year-old, and uh, his name was Jordan uh, Bays, I believe. Yes, Jordan Bays. And so when he spoke to the Wall Street Journal, they had asked him about the meaning of the song, and he said, Um, there's a line in the song that kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. And he said, my little 13-acre kingdom has been destroyed, but still at the center of it all, Christ is steady and constant. An interviewer from the ABC News Network was inspired by his attitude in the midst of the extreme hardship he was going through. And she said to him, I think you're an example to so many. After losing so much, you have remained so resilient. What is your message to others that might be listening right now who might be experiencing a crushing feeling of not knowing what's next for them, whether it's within this actual literal storm or the figurative storms that occur in all of our lives? For a pastor, this is called a being teed up. This is like, okay, well, I will tell you. And he did. He said, at the risk of being too preachy, I would say that for me, my faith guides me through the good days and the bad days. I would hate to know that I would have to face this storm or any other forthcoming without being able to walk through it with Christ. He is the anchor of our lives, our family. And I would encourage anyone that doesn't have that kind of relationship to try to find it. I know that life's so much sweeter when that's in place. And so put your faith in Jesus. Know what it means to say, my light has come. Arise, shine, your light has come. And while there's still darkness and it still remains... For those who trust in Jesus Christ as their light, they will know light, for the great reversal is coming. Let's pray. Father, we are so grateful for the encouragement of your word. And we know that this word is not just um, given to us to kind of cheer us up and give us some platitudes, but it's a word of Reality of what is happening, what you did accomplish in Christ, and what you will ultimately accomplish. And so we have reason for confidence. We have reason for encouragement. Even as we, uh, in this world, don't minimize the darkness and the difficulty, that we know that the light has come and that Jesus Christ is our light. We pray, Father, that for any that don't already know Jesus as their light, that you would open their eyes and open their hearts and give them a a clear view of this light and that they would trust in him, that they would be attracted to him and would know the light and come to him and make acceptable offerings to him as people who are delighted in by him. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. And so we're going to continue to worship uh, by singing the hymn, It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. And I just want to point out, this is, a you know, pay attention to the lyrics, especially a lot of these Christmas carols have very, very uh, deep, uh, meaningful lyrics. The last verse is, For lo, the days are hastening on by prophets of old, when with the ever- circling years comes round the age of gold when peace shall over all the earth its ancient splendors fling and the whole world give back the song which now the angels sing so let's sing Uh, let's sing it came upon a midnight clear